Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Red Card Report Podcast. I'm your host Dylan Ponte and as always I'm here with Rui Pereira and Joe Capuano. Yes you are. You. Fellas, where have you been? Yeah, that's a very good question. Yeah. That goes that question goes for both of you because I well I know Rui's been away. Sorry, but guys. You, you took a busy been on a couple of vacations. No, uh, all work related. Not a couple, a couple no, of vacations. Related. They were work related. They were they yeah, were they work were. related. Yes, indeed, yeah, they I were. Took a couple of days off on each trip. That's right. I forgot the Chicago one. Was Chicago work was yeah. work. Italy was work. Italy was work. They were but, both work and play. Yes, but when you go away, you know, you like, you want to take a couple of days off and just you know explore. Take yeah. advantage of where oh, you're that, at. Right. You the know. Italy trip was definitely extended in an extra day or two. Right. Yeah, about two, three days. Three days. Wow. But it, was, it fell on a weekend, so. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might yeah, yeah. You might as well at that point. You know, so I was Seriously. like, all right, I'll take an extra, quote unquote, work day off, so I can just enjoy the weekend yeah, fun, plus yeah. an extra day. So How was it? Fucking awesome, man! Italy's a great country. I was there for work. Work was really intense for like the work week, but yeah, got to chill on the the weekend. You know, I was in Trieste, great city. Great food, and I managed to I go hope. out to Slovenia. Yeah, I, I'm amazed Handanovic. that you did that. It's not yeah, Handanovic country for sure. That's awesome though. Like who 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 thinks about doing that? I apparently it is right there actually. Yeah, it's you right were there. you right were right the there. How long did that take you? About an hour, hour and ten That's minutes. Not so train, cool. no bus. Oh, bus. But it was even great. better. Great, great, great time. Caught the Champions League final. Out there, uh, but not in Slovenia. Yeah, when I was in Trieste, and I was watching this fucking thing at an Inter bar in Trieste. Ew. For some reason, there's so many Inter fans out there. They're I mean, they're all over the country, man. Like we're talking football because it was like the last. It was the last. Was it the last game of the season for Serie A? Yeah, it was the first weekend I was there. Oh, right before the oh, work that's week started. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah. You I were, got there yeah, on a Sunday, right? And I was I was look I was going all over the place to watch the last game of the uh, of the season, and the only place that I could go to was an Inter bar. So I was watching the Inter game at the bar, but I was streaming the AC Milan. It was there was so much tension going on and everything, but it was it was a great it, it was a great experience, but it was a sad result. But um, then the following weekend, caught the Champions League final, and it was yeah. One of the worst. Boring. Yeah, yeah, it was the Absolute worst. Worst oh. final I've ever seen. Yeah, I mentioned this to you guys earlier, but if if that was the representation for the EPL, that that's that's pretty bad. It's pretty fun. Oh yeah, it's that's just it, what a great great Champions League we had this great year. Great knockout stage. Best knockout. Best knockout from stages, the beginning honestly. to the end. Like you know, we had the. So Juventus, we had the Juventus and Atletico comeback. Yep. We had the Porto Roma that was back and forth, mm-hmm. both legs. You Tottenham, know, then it Man went City. to Tottenham, Man City, Ajax, Manchester United, and PSG. The Ajax run, Tottenham, Ajax, Liverpool comeback. There was just so much stuff. Lots that was of stories. It was the greatest story. Yeah, with I the most depressing, of... and it was like Game of Thrones. Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. just <laughs> Very, like yeah, Game of right. Thrones. It was great. <sighs> Don't even get me started on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah we're, no, not, we're, we're not gonna get into it, that. No, but it's it's true though. Like the build up was awesome, and then you get to the final, and it's shit. Yeah, it was absolute shit, and it was depressing to watch that. 
It was, it, you know, we deserved better. Yeah, we did. We did. We did deserve better. And for two teams that have built a reputation for Wait, pouring are we still in talking goals, about Game of Thrones or the Champions League. They, <laughs> I know you did, like both. It it's just, the same yeah, story. Yeah, we both. We both. The same both story. We, needed, we deserved better. At least but. one. You didn't waste seven years of your life. Yeah. You wasted just like a season, I suppose. Yeah, a few months, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, the uh, the Champions League final was was a pretty rough one. They had. Early in the game, was in the second minute, Mohamed Salah had the penalty. Right, um, on the handball. Yep, on the handball inside the box. So lucky. They yep. it off one yeah. nothing, And we didn't, see, we didn't see another goal all the way until the 87th minute, right at the, the, the end of the game, by Origi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We saw that. What yeah. a stellar you know, goals campaign he had. <laughs> Great. Yeah, he did. That guy's awesome. He's, he's a Liverpool legend. No one's going to forget this guy. It was a good finish, too. I'll say that. It was, yeah, it was great. It was a good finish. But it was a good ball. But the game the game overall was pretty rough. You had that, the two goals, but everything in between, shit. Pretty irrelevant. Pretty shit. Yeah, yeah that was the know. worst Liverpool performance I saw. I even remember. And they still came out on top. I remember I was late getting to your house, Dylan, because we were going to watch we were going to watch it. I showed up for the second half. And I was like, what did I miss? And you were like, absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. Yep. <laughs> absolutely yeah, nothing. Evan was already over. and uh, It was so depressing. I I can't recall a worse Champions League final. I guess to go all the way back, mm-hmm. probably Porto and Monaco. For me, it was a great Champions League final for obvious reasons. But, I mean, just... Yeah. just but you know, in terms of uh, entertainment in terms of value? Entertainment and quality, you know, it probably probably since then. When was when was that? Was 2004. that oh four? Oh four! Wow. So yeah. f- fifteen years ago. Yeah. So that's pretty bad. And we fought. And, and you know, if we we look back, we've had some great finals. We had great finals. Over the years. We great, had finals. great finals. But this one was just by far the worst, the mm-hmm. absolute worst. And it's a shame because, like we said before, it, it was a great, great tournament. Yeah, From it was a good tournament. Lots of good moments until the ninetieth minute of the semifinals. <laughs> Yeah. So, yep. Uh, but so, what did you guys actually think about both teams or each team's performance in the game? It, it, it wasn't a good performance from both sides. I think Tottenham mm-hmm. played better football. Allison made some pretty great saves to keep Liverpool, you know, with the clean sheet. But um, you know, it, it, it wasn't a great performance. So it just came down to whoever whoever really capitalized on the opportunities that were given to them. And Liverpool did just that. You know, they managed to sneak away with a penalty right in the beginning, right off the bat. Um, but Tottenham, you know, they, they kept their composure. They still worked around that press, but that Liverpool mm-hmm. back line, along with the pressing midfield, really kind of kept them in check, really made it difficult for them to have clear and easy opportunities. Mm-hmm. We didn't really see any blatant and clear opportunities that were given to Tottenham. Liverpool really did a good job, despite being under pressure from the Tottenham possession. Yeah, and I thought Tottenham did well moving the ball around. Yeah, they avoiding, did a really good job. Yeah, avoiding those mistakes that Liverpool really rely on. They like to to force the mistakes yeah. on their opponent and high up shoot the pitch. forward and yeah. shoot forward on a counter attack. That's what that's the really their bread and butter. But you know, the, for that Tottenham did really well on is just it was unfortunate for them because there are very few teams that can do what Tottenham did, but they weren't able to really create yeah. too many scoring opportunities. Yeah, Rui, and the ones that they did, Allison just yeah, you know was there. He was there. Rui hit it on the head. I think both teams were really technically poor. Um, 
just like we we were just expecting so much more out of both of them. Um, did one team play better than the other? I get. I mean, Rui did take the words out of my mouth. The Liverpool carved out better chances on a whole. Um, Tottenham had the lion's share of possession the whole time, um, and they tried to make things happen. There were a couple of times when. Dylan, we were watching, and I don't know what the what the fuck happened, but Son Son was like he was shooting from like a million miles away, and then he was also like he got even closer to goal, and he's still like Allison was there, made himself big, just like opportunities mm-hmm. like that, yeah, that just like you could create something a little bit better, yeah. I thought Son played great for for, yeah, the, he did. for the game that he we did. were given. I thought he really stood out a lot. Mm-hmm. And a player that really disappeared was Erickson in the final. Yeah, I think that he got. I think that he got put under pressure pretty quick. Yeah, he was really, but Son was all over the pitch. I really think he played one hundred percent. Left everything all on the pitch. He gave it his all, and you know he's had a great campaign. Um, I, I I really feel for him because. I thought he was the best player on the pitch throughout the entire... Oh, you got to give credit to, obviously, Allison and, and Van Dyke as well. But on the Tottenham side, at least, you know, you have to give credit to, to Son. That, that, yeah. he, he played so uh, well. He did play really well. My my one thought that I'm having is, why did um, Pochettino wait so long to put in Lucas Moura? Yeah, I for, off the top of my head, I forget exactly what minute he put him in. It was in was the second like, half. It was I, yeah, it was late. in the second yeah, half. Yeah, it was like late. almost the 70s. Was it minute. the late 70s? But I think it's because Harry Kane was, like was back. It was like the 66th minute. Oh, I feel like it was later than that because I was I would have put him in in like the 60th. I feel like he got the Pochettino put him in like halfway, like the 75th minute. I can double check really quick. but Yeah, I, but I mean. Uh, Is it just because more, Kane was up yeah, there? Yeah, that's the reason why. Because I would just be like, screw it, just throw everything forward. Do you know, try and get something. But both teams were just like, Bleh. yeah, it's hard wow. to it's hard to take a player out like like Kane. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but but I mean, he. Was, I don't know. I can't. I can't even imagine the kind of pressure that Pochettino was under. So. Yeah, it was, who knows? I just figured that you know you you need as many offensive weapons in this situation that you can you can put you can have. So, if that means that you take a defender off and you throw him on, that's what I would have done. You know, yeah. but I, I don't know if it would have made really a difference if he was put on Probably, earlier. It might not. Just have. the way, just the way Tottenham, they just had so much, so so many difficulties trying to create that easy opportunity, even with Harry Kane and Erickson and Son, you know, and Dele Alley all on the pitch. Those are top quality players. They're all playmakers. They're all capable of creating space and creating these opportunities. They've done it all together for the last few years. It wasn't working. And a guy like Lucas Mora, who's pretty good, you know, he's mm-hmm. he is great good, player, yeah. great player to to have on your squad, especially coming off the bench. Would he have really made a difference? I don't know. Uh, probably, probably not. Probably not. Like, yeah, likelihood probably not. But I I figured given the circumstances. Was, yeah, given the circumstances, I just figured that he probably since the performance that he had the game before, I thought that that merited a start. 
But yeah. I, I don't know. No, I, I agree, but you know, it's I don't know if Lightning would have struck twice because that's what that's <laughs> what they needed. Not. That's what they, they needed did. to beat Liverpool and to do that against a squad that you know, arguably the best defense in the world. Um, they have a great back four and their midfield just contributes so much because yeah. they that's hard working. They play, they play two way yeah. football and they press well and they make it difficult. They really they really contribute a lot to that that Liverpool back four. Liverpool's back four is good. It's very good. But the midfield puts but I in think the dirty the, work, the, too. I think the midfield really contributes to yeah. um, their success this year. Good observation, yeah. Even, without, even if Liverpool didn't have that midfield and that type of style, I still think they would have a great defense, but just not as effective and not as dominant, yeah. in my opinion. But So... I'm going to ask this question to both of you because it, it literally just popped into my head. Do we think that we will ever see Tottenham in the Champions League final ever again? No. Yes. <laughs> one says no, one says yes. Yes. I think it's possible. It, it, you can never say never again. Uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You can never say never, and, and of course anything's possible. Every dog has his day. But the likelihood, I feel like, is slim. I do. Yeah, I just don't... I don't think... Tottenham kind of... I don't want to say they had an easy route to get here. They certainly didn't have an easy route. But there was there was a lot of luck. They had along, some lucky breaks, you know, yeah. Had a lot of lucky breaks, you know, along the way. You talk about the, you know, the offside at the end of the Man City game and stuff like that. And their whole... The whole run, um, you know, it's tough to reproduce things like that, especially in a tournament where there are so many great teams around Europe. It's uh, it's really, really difficult to get to the final. And they're, um, you know, they're kind of a, I don't want to say a mid-sized club, but they're not like Real Madrid, yeah. Juventus, Barcelona. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever, uh, I don't know if they'll ever be able to make it back. I feel like if they were to do it, this was this had to be it. This had to be the time to do it because all the big clubs are now reinforcing big time. We got Bayern Munich, we got Real Madrid reinforcing, Barcelona too. All looking, like reflecting and seeing where the deficiencies are in their squads and they're revamping. They're all revamping. So... This was a very rare year that we saw a bunch of big clubs go out very early. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I honestly, I think it'll be a while before we see Tottenham back. In, I think they're the one. Final. I think they're one key player away from being legitimate favorites. And I'm talking about someone in the middle of the field. They're going to be losing a couple of guys, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's if. If they if have able. their squad right now, they're one star player If they're player able away, to keep the same but. players like they have been the last few years, mm-hmm. and it's great that they added Lucas Mora a year and a half ago. Great. That's a great, great move to have, an extra player to have on the bench, but they need another central midfielder, someone that can play a little bit deeper, someone that can create, maybe play... Depending who, depending what formation they run or whatever, but they need another player, someone like if Modric never left, yeah, my God, like this him. team would be phenomenal. Yeah, I but, mean, him and Erickson play, they can play similar roles, but there needs yeah, to be I mean, someone there I think, a little I bit think more Erickson's physical. I think Erickson's more an attacking, attacking yeah. player where Modric oh, yeah. likes to lay back more. Mm-hmm. I think He's Modric much can more play of forward. a defender and a distributor as opposed to a, an offensive threat like Erickson. 
Yeah, like... He, but someone who can play off of Erickson, you know, give him yeah. a little bit more physicality behind him, too. Yeah, I, I, I can't create. I think like a Pogba need, sort of, like, They player, need a more right? deep-lying player. Yeah. Someone like Ruben Nabs would be great on that team. Especially, yeah. you know, yeah. with his potential, mm-hmm. his capabilities. Ruben Nabs has got some great offensive talent, though. He great could, offensive talent. He would be great for that team, actually. He would be. He that guy can score from anywhere on the pitch. He's young. He yeah, he's has all those cannon. attributes. Yeah. He's got a cannon. I think it's 86 or 87% of his um, club goals have been from outside of the box. Damn. No, so he's capable. Very good he's, free- like that. he's like Ramsey. Very good free kick That's taker, going to, too. Going to uh, Juventus. Yeah. That guy can like score. Like He doesn't score a lot. He's a decent player. Yeah, he scores bangers. But he can just score. Oh, he rips them. Yeah. He can just score from anywhere. It could be in the box, outside of the box. You know, he'll score only five or six goals, but from nowhere. Yeah, he'll out come of out nowhere. Of, he will score. Right. And Ruben Neves is the same thing. And whether think, it's on set pieces or just open play. Yeah, and I think that he would fit. Just thinking about it, he would fit Pochettino sort of. Yeah, mo absolutely. like young player has great ability. I think that he could do really well. But like you, like Dylan had said, this is also assuming that this Tottenham squad stays remotely intact, which yeah, I don't think is going to happen. So Erickson might be on the... Uh, yeah, Erickson, Erickson on the says out. that he, he, he might be on the head out. Um, I know that Alderveld, I think that he's going to... I know that he's old, but he's on the end of is his contract too. Yeah, he's older. Um, who else? I still Trippier. think that's pretty young for a defense. Yeah, Not center, young. That's center backs like, last a little longer. They yeah, do last 33, longer. they start dropping. Yeah. 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 Trippier is, gonna, is on the market. Um, they can replace him. They can't. You can. Uh, here's the thing: the right back seems to be like a hot commodity right now. Yeah, you're not gonna find like Shrunk and Sella would be great at tying him. He oh, would. Right backs and really, left backs. Yeah, they're very difficult. Very to difficult find. to find yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, very few good players, especially you know, especially um, players that can play both sides. Yeah, who game. can attack and defend? Like Kimmich. Kimmich yeah. is like the first guy that comes to my mind. Obviously, right. like Mar- even Marcelo, when it comes to defending, he's okay. Nelson Semedo. Um, I think um, Alexandro. Yeah, you know, I he, think I, I think this year okay. he was pretty bad, but you know, yeah. he's 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 capable pretty, of great. He's capable of doing both sides. Yeah. So but there's really not not too many players that can that really stick out on both sides of the ball that play yeah. on those that those wing back right. positions. The market's pretty thin, huh? Yeah, but you know, I think I think Tottenham is really just one key player. Can you in imagine? The we've I mean we've talked about this a bunch, but can you imagine if Modric and Bale were still with that team right now? They probably would have won. Scrap Bale, scrap Bale. Honestly, scrap no, Bale. I'm, I'm saying like they probably would have won with both of them. On yeah, there. well, absolutely. I think so too. I think so too. But I think the most important position oh, the the position they really need to improve on is definitely that oh, that center, center midfield I can position agree. because I you can, can live with agree. son you can live with Ericsson outside you have Deli Alley as a second striker you have Harry Kane at, up top mm-hmm. it's these center midfielders that you need to improve on yeah and they're too defensive they are the ones that they have yeah Suzuko so, and uh, and and uh, Dyer and Dyer and yeah. Winks yep so it's um they need someone that can control and create you know, increase the tempo, push forward, um, and they lack that. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Well, all right, moving from one final to the other final, the other 
big tournament that happened this year was the Nations League tournament. Yeah. And um, was it a couple days ago that the final was? Sunday? I, last weekend. Last weekend. Last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Last weekend, the Nations League final between Portugal and the Netherlands. And uh, Rui and I were two very happy guys. Portugal ends up walking away with a 1-0 victory over the Netherlands. Um Beating Switzerland three to one in uh, in their semifinal match, Ronaldo scoring a hat a hat trick in that game. Go, so no surprise yeah. there. Yep, um, he actually made his return to the Nations League in that match because he hadn't been playing in them for no. for a while. Nope. Bernard Silva has been tearing it up, but we'll we'll touch on him in a little bit later. Um, and then the Netherlands beat England three to one in their semifinal match to make it to the final. And um, Netherlands had a little bit of a push towards the end of the game but Portugal was able to, to hold them off and um, you know walk away with some international silverware. silverware yeah some more silverware Portugal did a great job like really muzzling the Netherlands from having clear opportunities towards the end they had the Netherlands I got scared yeah. for a few moments yep. because they could have scored they could have Patricio made a Patricio couple made a great save yep, yep. on Delict's header um, and a couple of other instances too, but they they only held them down to only five shots, yep. five attempts the entire game, mm-hmm. which is fantastic because they, Pep didn't even play. Yep. Yeah, so is that with a shoulder injury? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he hurt his arm in, yeah. in the previous matchup. And you know, looking into this game, right, going into this game, you see the lineup with the two center backs. It's Font, who's old as hell. And hasn't been relevant since 2016, since they won the Euro. Mm-hmm. He played out of his mind in that tournament. And then you have this youngster, Ruben Diaz, who's great potential. And he's been mistake prone. So it's like you you lack that experience from Pep, who's not as great as he once was. Mm-hmm. But that experience that is experience so important. That experience definitely helps in, uh, in a final like this. So you have that. And you're able to... To really muzzle this Netherlands, this hot team, this dynamic team, who just came youngsters. out of nowhere, who yeah. grew so much in the last couple of years. Half of them are Ajax players. What do you, like? What can you expect, right? Yeah, it, and I was really, really impressed. And and the Netherlands really controlled the match, controlled possession, but Portugal did a great. They did, oh, they did similar to what Liverpool did in the final. Mm-hmm. I thought Portugal's first half was phenomenal. The way that they were moving the ball, the opportunities yep. that they were generating, I thought they played amazing. In the in the second half, not so much. I think you saw they they were lucky enough to a little sloppy, little little sloppy. They were lucky enough to get that goal from from uh, Gonzalo Gedge, and then of course, naturally, you saw the push from the Netherlands. But overall, I was pretty pleased with with the way Portugal played. Yeah, in the first half, Portugal only had forty one percent ball possession. It didn't feel like it. It didn't though. feel like it because the opportunities they were able to create. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? It was that low, but they, it seemed like they were dominating that yeah. entire time. It was like half. every highlight reel in the first half was just all Portugal. Yep. The only thing that you can say to the Netherlands is that they were able to keep possession. But back to like what I was saying, it was just great defensive performance, especially from the back. They went with Danilo and William Carvalho, which we've never seen before. Usually only one of them plays. And it really worked. And having those two strong, physical, defensive midfielders, midfielders. playing yep. together in front of that iffy, that iffy center back duo, 
going into that yeah. match, it really helped and it compensated. Two players that don't really play together. They don't play together. One is beyond his years and the other, and the one, other is one is so young. Yep, the other one's young and talented. But I, Ruben Diaz's um, his market value just went up. Like, yeah, from that game. So yeah, he was he was kind of scared. Like Benfica, Benfica won the 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 league this year, and Ruben Diaz overall not had a, a big deal. <laughs> Stop it! Oh, fuck off! Stop it! <laughs> but all right, <laughs> but you know they they won the league. But did there Porto was certain... win anything? No, we didn't win anything. All Relax. right, continue. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hard year for me, man. It's been hard. Milan yeah, no. shat the bed. Porto shat the bed. I wasn't Portugal. Gonna, I wasn't going to say we it. lost a fucking Spartan in the Portugal got the Nations League. Portugal Portia, won yeah. international yeah. silverware, so that's that's a win for. The only thing I can brag about is Porto won about close to 100 million euros in earnings in the Champions League, which is awesome. It's more than what Benfica made despite winning the league and all that crap. (laughs) But whatever. You were saying, though? Yeah. So, Ruben Diaz had, I think overall he had a good season at Benfica, but there were certain instances where he's young. You know, he he made, he he was a little mistake-prone. A game against Bilanistas after they beat Porto. I don't know if it was the week after or two weeks after. He really costed Benfica the win. Where one of the one of the goals that Bilanistas scored, it was a really stupid amateur mistake that he made, and it led to them tying the match. And Benfica walked out with a draw. Yeah. And you know, it could it could have hurt them. It could have hurt them. It didn't. They prevailed. But it's those instances that really count. Like when you're a young player and you oh, want yeah. to play for a yeah. big club, yeah, you need to perform in the the most clutch scenario. And he is definitely capable of being great. He's, one yep. of the one of the best defenders in the world. Um, not there yet. He's not there yet. He's only 21 years old. Yeah. But um, you know, he he played time. great. He he's, he's got. You know, he's got a really big position to fill. He's 21 mm-hmm. years old and he's starting on the Portuguese national team. Yeah, this is. I mean, if anything, this is just really good experience. So yeah, and I think he's just going to get even better. And I was really, really happy with the way he played with the national team the last the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Portugal side is they're young and extremely talented. You know, you have Ruben Diaz, you have um, Bruno Fernandes, you have um, Ruben Neves. Bernard Silva, Gonzalo Gedge, who obviously had the winning yep. goal. Um, Bernard Silva, in particular, he had a phenomenal year with Manchester City. This Blondor, um, Blondor, yeah. yeah, this that's what I was waiting Blondor. for. Blondor, waiting for Rui. He's to gonna say do it. it. I disagree. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's gonna go to Van Dyke. We all know. I that's why I'm I'm still bamboozled about that myself. Like I I, I don't understand. My only you go concern on for Portugal. Is the center back position? It's the center back position. Mm-hmm. Ruben Diaz, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Great. Who's who the else? other guy? Danilo. Danilo he could can. drop that, but he, he can. He can. I would. I would much rather have. Defending. I wouldn't mind having. Diogo Leite from Porto is supposed to be really good. He's 19. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, this year, Militão just tore it up. Diogo Leite was supposed to be in the mix up, the like guy. with the rotation, yeah. but he didn't play that much because Militão. And Philippe, and then Pep came, and then when Pep came, Diogo was just chilling, like you know. Just hopefully, put on the back burner. Hopefully, the... this year Porto, you know, plays him more, so he can get that experience, get better, you know. And if 
if he and Ruben Diaz fulfill their potential and their capabilities, Portugal's center back duo in the long run is going to be fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And well, and yeah, and like I was saying, you have Danilo Pereira to yeah. you know to go in there, you know, in emergency situations if needed. At the, I mean, at the very least, he's a tremendous uh, center defensive midfielder. Yeah, um, he's, him he's, and, he's good. and William Carvalho. So, yeah, William Carvalho. You know, he he's he's. I don't think he could play center back. No, 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 definitely not. He's, he's a little bit small. Danilo Pereira's like a giant, you know, yeah. he can, he's good in the air. He's good with the ball at his feet. He's a great mm-hmm. tackler. Um, you know, so I guess, yeah, with him dropping back, I totally forgot that he can do that. And me being a Portista, I should know better. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that could work. But, you know, just looking at all the talent that Portugal, this golden generation that's really blossoming now, it's just all the players that you named, even Diogo Jota, all these players at Wolverhampton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Wolverhampton, at all these Wolverhampton. young Portuguese players. Yep. You know, I think Por- Portugal has a really, really good chance. I think It'll, in this uh, coming Euro to, I don't know about winning it, really do some damage. And then in 2022, right? The next yeah, World yeah, Cup. The World Cup. Ronaldo's last World Cup. You know, with all these young players just developing the three years away, Portugal could have a really, could really be, good uh, team. Yeah. That could be the year for Portugal. Could be. I don't know. All right, so my one final question for you, Rui, and Joe, if you want to touch on it. Um, Keeping on topic with the Nations League final. So this is Ronaldo's second international trophy, and it's the second final where he has scored, where he didn't have any points at all. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of people on social media and a lot of people criticizing for him for that. What do you guys think about his his performance in this final, and how does this how does the win and and the no points affect his legacy moving forward? It does in comparison to you know Messi and and overall. You can, yeah you it go doesn't first. we probably have the same opinion on it anyway. He won. He was on the team that won. Yep. Um, everybody knows what his presence means when you're going up against Cristiano Ronaldo when you're going up against. Van Dyke, yeah. you're focusing around these players. You want to get the absolute best from them, and you wanna you, you wanna take advantage of their weaknesses. And whether Ronaldo scores or he doesn't, he plays a part in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, same with Messi. Um, if thing, you want to make yeah. this argument with okay, yeah. Ronaldo has never scored. Um, he never scored a goal in any of the finals that he was with Portugal. Well, neither did Messi. Ronaldo's two and one in finals, and Messi's zero and four, without yeah. scoring a goal. Both both players did not score in finals. But when you look at the statistics, when it comes to um, leading their team and and getting their team all the way to the final, Ronaldo performs better. Right, leading their team. Yep. To the final. Took the words out you of my look mouth. At, you, I think he does it with less talent, too. And he does it with a lot less talent. Surrounding And him. I don't give a shit what anyone says about, oh, you know. This so, Portugal oh, team. This Portugal team. Who's the idiot that coached the Argentinian up, team? Uh, so, São Paulo? What was uh, it? Jorge São Paulo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Bum. I get that. Yeah. But you have a team full of stars. Yeah. They were... 
I'll, I'll let you finish. Sorry. You have a team full of stars. Look at the 2016 Portugal team. Yeah. Who's the second best player? I can, Pep. I can understand. Yeah. And Pep was already but, old at that point. Yeah. That's to, say, that's to say that the Portuguese team isn't talented. They are talented. Argentina is top heavy, but that's yeah. the that's that's a we whole got a little issue. bit lucky. Yeah. We got a little bit lucky in 2016. I'm not gonna lie, but Ronaldo did perform. Yeah. Oh. You know? Yeah. There's no and question about it. You know what? In the seven games that he played, okay, he had three goals, three assists. Okay, that's an average of obviously one point a game, but. The seventh game, he got hurt in the final. And mm-hmm. I think it was like the 15th minute. Yeah. And he tried to go for over 10 minutes. He fell a few it. times, and then he had to get carried off. He was still cheering on the sidelines, I remember. But you saw what he did on the sidelines. Yeah, it wasn't just still che- cheering. Yeah. You know, he was leading from the sidelines. You know? Um, Messi, nothing to take away from his greatness. I This guy is the most talented player I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. He's a wizard. He is great. On a talent talent perspective, he is the greatest I've ever seen. Better than Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. Better than Brazilian Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, yep. Kaká, like the whoever. Zidane, whoever. The players Pure. that I've seen. Pure talent. But when it comes to performance, trophies, performing on the grandest stages, Ronaldo, without a doubt, performs. He will yep. be there. He will be there. And he will give it his all. Doesn't matter if you're down two nil in the first leg. Yep. He will come back will in come the back. second leg and score three. Yep. Doesn't matter the circumstances. He that doesn't. guy does not quit. And whatever the result is, he does not let it affect his performance. He will give one hundred percent. You know, yeah. and I think when Messi and Messi gets a lot of criticism. Yeah. This and sometimes isn't to and, say and, Messi's and a to, to a degree it's unfair. Yeah. It's unfair. Um and all of his, you know, his disaster like the Argentinian disaster classes and on the international stage, that's not entirely his fault. But when it comes to both Ronaldo and Messi on an international if level, if you're comparing them both, if you're comparing them Ronaldo both, wins. And those. even on big game level, Ronaldo, Ronaldo without wins. a doubt. Ronaldo wins. He wins every single time. All right, Joe. I'll open up the floor to you really quick if you wanna. I mean, I mean, I think Rui, Rui basically explained it all. Um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo has two trophies with his national team. Messi doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, this like a and like Rui said, this is not to take anything away from Messi. Um, the way I like to look at it, I even saw an article that ESPN posted. I thought it was stupid. It was like, oh, who's really better, Ronaldo or Messi? And I'm like. This is an eternal debate that you will never convince anyone who already has an opinion about it of who's better. Like people will hardcore love Messi and people will hardcore love Ronaldo, mm-hmm. and you won't change anyone else's mind about it. Um, but I think the the two things that we can all agree on when it comes to Ronaldo and Messi is Ronaldo is the harder worker and the better leader. Messi has the talent incredible talent naturally better than born. natural born Gifted. talent which you can't teach no and i don't think you can work for it either yeah and you can't um but he has just that little little bit of mental weakness yeah that that you see come comes that's a good through point. that's a great point uh 
and like I said, not taking anything away from Messi, a lot of the criticism is unjust, as Rui said. Um, he just he he's not a quitter. I don't want to call him a quitter because that's the wrong word. But I feel like Messi gets way too frustrated, and he gets suffocated by all the pressure. Um, and Ronaldo thrives under that pressure. So that that is yep. the main difference. Yep. All right, fellas, we were so. we were thinking about doing some transfer talk, but uh, that might be for another time. Yeah, considering that we're gonna not gonna be much football to be talking about over the next couple of months, we'll we'll save the transfer talk for for next week or another day. Um, but overall, pretty good. Thank you, Dylan. The uh, yeah, boring Champions League final. Happy about the Nations League final, and. Uh, We'll see what happens in this summer. Portugal's going to win the World Cup in 2022.